Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. By the way, just up front, we should let people know that there are ways to get in touch with us. Mail at itsanotherday.com and mail at crnamerica.com. We also have a phone number. It's 833-538-7868. You say, why would you have a phone number? You guys don't take calls. No, but what we do do is... We do do. But what we yeah, do we do, do. <laughs> what we do, we do do <laughs> is we do take your messages on our answering machine and and consider them. Possibly we'll use them in the future on our program if they are interesting comments, or maybe you'll have a suggestion, or maybe you're an advertiser. You're somebody who realizes that we reach millions of people around the world. Who it's scary when you think of it that way, huh? Millions of people. But we do reach a lot of people, and we can help promote your product, especially if it's a product that you want to sell to people all over the place. You're not limited to one geographic location. So that number again is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Boy, a lot of stuff going on, Bill. In the mm, news. Yeah, there is. Of course, you know, they're trying to downplay Trump and say he's a racist because of him doing the breakfast thing in New Hampshire. You mentioned he's also going to be in uh, South Carolina. Why are they important? Because, you know, the Dems now, Hillary is going, well, the Republicans are trying to steal the election again in 2024. Oh, she, yeah, the lady that tried to steal and blew her steal. Um, but they're, they're calling him racist because... Well, let's see. New Hampshire is, aren't they? They're the first ones to get their votes in, right? Uh, they have been historically, yeah. But they're, I think they're moving. They're trying to actually, I think South Carolina is trying to uh, take that mantle away from New and Hampshire. And the reason is, from the Democrats, well, they too many whites in um, oh, New Hampshire. You yeah. can't. You can't. Can't have a, you know, we have been trivialized. When you don't have anything to argue over, right? When you haven't got a, a message well, to sell or, yeah, or success to sell, you have nothing good to sell, you point to the people who are in the opposition and you say they're racist. They're playing the yeah. race card. You know, but, you know, at some point in time, I'm going to get in that line and say, gee, you know, I, uh, I can't help how I was born. But I can stop what you're doing to me. Just like racism is a nasty thing. Doesn't matter who it's against. It's a nasty, th nasty thing. And the Democrats seem so willing to hand out money. I want my reparations. Well, uh, it'll be interesting. Good luck with that, right? This is going to be an interesting uh, election. I, I think Trump hasn't learned from all of his mistakes yet. And, and I say that for a, a number of reasons. I mean, you, you kind of hope that he's looked at what's happened over the last six years and, and said, okay, this guy is not to be trusted. This guy's not to be trusted. Uh, but sometimes I think he's too good-hearted. And I mean that sincerely because— Well, his core value is is that he is—you know, he, he will be a nice guy and forgiving if, uh, if he can be. And that is good to a fault. Well, you know, he, and, for uh, example, Mike Pence. Uh, Mike Pence has done nothing since January 6th to support him in any way. He he certified an election that he had the ability to not certify and, and to question, and it could have actually changed the outcome. And we may have had a different situation over the last two years, but he didn't do it because he followed along with the uh, the people in Washington who wanted him to do a certain thing, and it wasn't Trump, okay? So Mike Pence was on uh, on television not too long ago, not too long ago, mm -hmm. and he was asked about uh, whether he had any classified documents. He said this. you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. Of course. There he is, reliable Mike Pence, literally, not directly, but at least inadvertently, throwing President Trump under the bus. With kind I of would a... love somebody to take that audio where he goes, uh, uh, I did not, and run it through a vocal stress analyzer. Yeah, I know. And I bet you'll find out that he was lying there when you compare it to the rest of his stuff. Well, obviously he was, because well, now they, he came forward and said, well, I did have some documents. Well, you have to ask yourself, why did he come forward now? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, 
ever since January 6th, I've been of the belief that Pence was never on Trump's side. You know, Pence and Trump didn't know each other before they got together in the uh, 2016 election. So Pence is basically uh, Donald Trump's Gerald Ford. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, sort of. You know, Pence was suggested to Trump because they had to have somebody who was uh, reliable, who was liked by everybody, who was a man of religious conviction, uh, who had similar values that to Donald Trump, and mm-hmm. so Trump, uh, okay, uh, we'll go, we'll go with Mike Pence. I mean, they probably talked and interviewed, and Pence can give this persona of being uh, evangelical almost, but he was never to be trusted. This is the guy who, when he uh, had the vice presidential election, uh, you'll remember he was doing his one of his answers, and a fly, a big old black fly, landed on his forehead. And usually a fly will land for a second or two and then fly away, <laughs> but not not this time. It landed on his forehead, and it pitched camp, and it stayed there for like, I swear that fly was on his forehead for at least five minutes. And usually, you know, like all of us, you feel a fly in your forehead, and you probably would wipe it away. But Pence didn't wipe it away. He just kept talking with that fly, you know, he and the fly were were making a national appearance. The point is, um, I've always thought of him as being, since the January 6th, as being a, a traitor, a turncoat, not to be trusted. So all of a sudden, the media is focused on Biden. Everybody's starting to really look at Biden. It's becoming really hot in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. then, and then uh, uh, all of a sudden, we have... Uh, some more documents out there by uh, Mike Pence. Mike Pence had some documents. Who else had documents too? There was one other, one other. Oh, there was Donald Trump. There was Mike Pence. Mike Pence volunteered, from what I understand, the documents that he found in his house. Now you just heard him say he didn't have documents, right? You know, now you go back, though, you look at Pence, he did take him out. He had to take him out physically himself. That makes him guilty. It doesn't matter how he did it. He did it. Now, maybe it is a routine thing because what they're trying to trivialize now, and let's back this bus up a little bit. Uh, they have created a mess here. You know, they want to, they wanted to have a standard to where they could take this and, you know, lock Trump up. Let's lock Trump up. Let's. Mm-hmm. And so they used the document thing. And he had the right. He was the only one that had the right to have the documents and can declassify at any time, you know, with the blink of an eye. Pence didn't have that. Biden didn't have that. And surely, going back to Biden's senatorial years, and he has classified documents from them, that meant that he he made a conscious decision to take those out of the White House. And for what reason did he do that? Because that is treasonous. And then you have the Hunter... Uh, the Hummer, uh, the Hummer, the, yeah, the, well, there was that too. Uh, <laughs> you, you have, you have the Hunter email that reads like a classified document that obviously in his business dealings and they were Ukrainian documents. They had Russian documents. They had Chinese documents, but everything that he needed was all there to sit there and seal that deal, and it came from that document. Here's the thing. And that is treason. That is beyond treason. Right. It, it isn't. They're trying to cloud it up, the issue right now. The issue is not who had the documents. It's what they did with the documents. And that's what you're right. saying here. It's what they did with the documents. And, you know, Pence had them secured, I guess. Uh, Trump, we know, had them in a safe and they were secured, and no other person had access to it. But Biden had them strewn all over the place and was briefing, from what I understand, Hunter with the uh, the information. Hunter had it with the email that he sent off to the Ukraine, That's to right. his partners. They were specifically, uh, they included specific things from the classified files in the email. He was using it to sell information to the Ukraine. 
Now, they're going to pass that off. Well, that's just, uh, it's a weird, but uh, it's, a, it's a coincidence. It's all a, co a coinkydink. No, it is not a coincidence. The fact is, Mr. Biden, Joe Biden, took the, he stole those documents so that they could retrieve that information to make money and profit. If you look at the Biden tax returns, which he did put out there, and now they've retrieved them, uh, he had he had money that is unaccounted for. Doesn't explain where it came from. There was no, you know, corporations that did any tangible work. But yet we do know he got money from China. They know they got money from the Ukraine. It all all these ducks line up in a row. Looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and quacks like a duck. It's Joe Biden. Okay, so the media is intentionally working hand in hand with, I believe. Uh, the powers that be in Washington to change the issue from an issue of treason and selling information to an issue of uh, you had documents and you shouldn't have had documents. That's all. Right now, if they can say, well, wait a second, look at it. There's nothing to see here because they all had documents. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. That's not the issue. The issue has never been who had the documents. It's what they've done with them. And, and uh, don't let the media confuse you. The media knows what it's doing, too. It knows what it's doing. And this is what bothers me about Trump, you know. Trump still is a bit too trusting, it, it would appear, because one of the first things he did when he heard that Pence um, had uh, documents is he said, I'll leave the guy alone. I don't think he's ever did anything wrong in his life. Uh, he, he came to his defense on a true social uh, posting, and it's... It was. I, I thought to myself, Trump, why are you doing this? Pence wouldn't do this for you. Pence would yeah, throw you well, under the bus. He's trying to be the better guy. Maybe he thinks he's going to win some favor. But I got, I got news, bad news for Trump. No matter how popular he is in the polls, now the media will have you believe that he is. He's sinking. The ship has sailed, and nobody likes him. They're not the, the obviously the 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 new poll that's out there that uh, talks about mm -hmm. him having 56 percent approval rating DeSantis down to 26 percent. Bad news for the Democrats. Well, they don't talk about that. And you wouldn't know that unless you sat there and didn't take everything at face value that they say. And you go out and you look yourself. And just because I said it, you're going, well, uh, are you really is, is that really? Is that fake news, Bill? Well, I'll tell you what. Here's a little secret. You have a, a, a computer. You have a smartphone. Start doing some research and do, you know, get, gather your own news. Yeah, don't sit there. And all of a sudden, there. you're going to find out, wait a minute, somebody telling a big fat lie. Yeah, don't sit there and wait for the media to throw, the, throw you the information. Don't sit back on your, your couch and wait for the mainstream media to tell you the story because they're going to tell you, they're going to tell you a lie, okay? Yeah, I mean, sometimes the American public is like a porpoise being wa waiting to be fed a fish. And on, yeah. Yeah. then they clap and no, that's dance. a seal. That's a oh, seal. seal. Well, yeah. porpoise I don't seal, think whatever. porpoises do that. <laughs> I don't think they, they flap their, their fins. That's a seal. But then again, you know... Uh, then again, well, you may some very a porpoise. You may, I don't know. You, you know? may have some very clever porpoises no, where you, are. you know, Yeah, you know, but it, the American public is like a seal. They're sitting there in the water, swimming around, and all of a sudden, throw them a fish, and they 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 do their little happy clap there for you. The thing is, I don't think that uh, we're being. I think we're being moved in a direction that they want us to be in, and they don't want us to look at what's happening on the other side of the table. I mean, we are being. We are being lied to once again by the media. And the, and I think the deep state, we've talked about the deep state before. I think the deep state is running the whole show. And I think they've, they sat down. You know, there was a big uh, confab down in Delaware over the weekend with, with uh, Joe Biden. They don't talk about this, but it was a mm -hmm. strategy session of what to do. And I think one of the things that they, they agreed to is we don't give them any voluntary information anymore about what's going on. You know, we deny everything. And we also move the issue from like what, what we just said from uh, what did you do with the documents to you had documents. And then you throw in all these other people, Mike Pence. I know he said he didn't have any, but 
we'll we'll get Mike to go along with it. We'll find something in his kitchen or something like that, and then he'll he'll muddy the water too. He'll dilute the issue so that it's not anything to worry about anymore. America, just go on with your life. Go watch your football games and don't don't think well, too hard about it. I believe that every senator out there is going to be going through their sock and underwear drawer today to see if they got hidden documents anywhere. Yeah, well. I, yeah. That's true. You know, that's the other thing, Bill. They probably will start to have senators saying, well, I had a document that I didn't bring back to. And before long, it'll be just nothing to think about. But I want you to remember what Pence said. Did you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, Do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. I wonder if he had a fly on his forehead when he said that. I'm just Probably did. Yeah. Even the fly flew away in that case. Yeah. This guy stinks too bad. Yeah. You know, Pence made the one cardinal error in testimony there. Uh, uh, I did not. Oh, uh, uh, I, I, I did when not. I, when I listened to it again, I thought of what you just said about... Uh, uh, having a stress test of some kind, you know. But here's how you answer that question. Uh, not to my recollection. I don't recall. You know. Yeah, I, but he didn't you, do that. You, he was, you give he, that. He was definitive. He was. He, that I was a did very. Not. Uh, uh, I did not. Yeah, it was. Uh, 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 you just told a lie. Uh, yep. uh, uh, you should hey, go to jail. That's the thing, Bill. The thing that you just said at the very end is right. You know, it is a jailable offense yes. it, it is not something that you know it is not like well we'll think about it and get back to you you go away you steal classified documents no matter what your position unless you're a president again it goes to a matter of who can classify and who can declassify and only the president can declassify documents like you know in the executive branch he has that power, and Trump was a president. Yeah, he was. Now, now I don't know if Trump said this exactly, and but I would get it. You know, if you're sitting there, I, if I were him, I might be going, yeah, I have the ability to declassify documents. I saw no reason not to declassify those documents. And, hey, you know, in my presidential collection, how cool, it how cool would it be to have these documents? Because apparently the media was making, hey, he thought it'd be cool to have those documents. Well, you know, they want to trivialize him. They want to make him uncool. They're not saying he belongs in jail right now because their their side is in trouble. You know, but, all of a sudden Biden's in trouble and uh, and so they they don't want to make an issue out of it anymore because it will drag their side down too. But I did hear a commentary the other day going, "Yeah, we've got we got too many irons in these fires right now." So what we have to do is, you know, yeah, it's going to muddy the water and diffuse the Biden situation to where we can just prosecute one man. And I thought, aha. So, you know, you just revealed that you're, no matter what, it doesn't matter anything. You're going to sit there and go after Trump. So Trump should not believe if he even gets word of what I just said, buddy, they're still going to come and gun for you, no matter what, you know, and they're going to come back with the Russian thing. I just hope that Trump was goes in, a lie. if Trump goes into office again, I hope he goes in with with guns on. I hope he goes in and he stands tall. And, uh, you know, he had the TV show where his famous line was, you're fired. I hope he goes in there and, and, and literally cleans house. Gets well, he's going to have to because nothing is going to change. It'll be a repeat of the, the his previous four years. And, you know, the greatest president there was, ironically, was Nixon. V voted with the highest approval rating. So the deep state took him down. You know, Trump, if he would have got his second term, might have, you know, matched those numbers or you know, trounce those numbers. He might have destroyed the did. deep. He might have destroyed the deep state too, and that's what the real issue. Yeah, and so that therein lies the problem. Yeah, and they'll never give him that chance. If he gets in, he's not going to be able to, in my opinion. Uh, re, you know, I'm not saying he can't, but I'm saying, in my opinion, he wouldn't be able to regain the momentum 
that he had going before. Well, dep- Although it depends, uh, it depends upon who he has with him. If he goes in with a strong team, you know, it's it's like a a quarterback who everyone thinks he's washed up, and then he goes to a, another team, and all of a sudden he's got an incredible offensive line. He's got a great defensive line. And they're protecting him, and suddenly he got it. He's got his arm back, and he's throwing touchdowns. That's what I think that Trump he's can do. He's got to build. You can't say a forever team because people say, "Ah, oh, see, they're trying to steal it and rig it to where it's all Republican." But he can build a twelve-year team, you know, or a decade team. So a team that is going to be there for the long haul. But people you cannot trust right now, guys like Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham. We, I want to talk about him in a second about uh, the Ukraine, but Lindsey Graham was asked about Biden and uh, the documents, and listen to what he said. What are your national security questions? I just, what was, you know, what are, same thing for Trump. I mean, why did you do it? What were in the documents? How were they held? Who had access to them? Um, let me just say this. I, I've known President Biden for a long time. I don't think there's, I would be shocked if there's anything sinister here. Oh, I wouldn't be, but the sinister part would be your relationship with the whole thing, Mr. Graham, Mm -hmm. because you, sir, are not to be trusted. You know, Steve Bannon said the other day, Steve Bannon said the other day, I hope that President Trump has learned that Lindsey Graham is a cancer. That's almost a verbatim quote, that Lindsey Graham is a cancer. Because, you know, Lindsey Graham will go on television and he'll, He'll sound like the best conservative, the best Trump supporter in the world in front of the TV audience. And then he, he leaves and goes on the political stage and does everything to backstab, including that uh, what you just heard where he said uh, he was defending Biden. And see, that scares me right there, because anybody with a brain and common sense knows that Biden is corrupt and dirty. So for him to say that. You know, well, how dirty is he? But we don't get into Lindsey Graham. He has this, oh, just a good old bumpkin South Carolina guy. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything wrong. You know, his 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 uh, partner yeah. in crime was John McCain for a number of years. They used to travel yeah. everywhere. They've never seen a war that they don't like, including this Ukraine war. As a matter of fact, he is a big supporter of sending M1 Abrams tanks to uh, the Ukraine. And, you know, that was a a line you weren't supposed to step across because Russia said, you start sending tanks to uh, the Ukraine and it may go nuclear. We were threatened Mm -hmm. by Russia. We forget this. And now they're they're seriously talking. I think Biden has said that uh, there's a good chance that he's going to send tanks to uh, M1 tanks to the Ukraine. Western defense leaders refuse to commit more NATO tanks to the Ukraine doesn't matter. That was the day before yesterday. Yesterday, they came out. Germany said we're going to send, I think yeah, it is they're 14. Gonna it. They're going to send 14 uh, Leopard tanks, which are very similar. I mean, like they're really close to M1 Abrams. Uh, they've been compared side by side, and they do a lot of the same things. The Germans make great equipment, great military equipment. And uh, yep. the, the Leopard tank is, I guess it's the Leopard 2. It's an amazing tank. But now Biden said last night, yeah, I'm open to sending some tanks, some M1 tanks to uh, the Ukraine. You know, there's an interesting story out of the Ukraine. Now, we, if you remember the uh, the cryptocurrency scandal here just a few weeks ago, that's uh, going yeah. away like a fart in the wind. But sure, uh, the Ukraine has just done a big upheaval of some of their military leaders and their there are people in office because of, gee, what corruption with the funds and the money that was allocated for certain weapons and whatnot. They have been sitting there, rip, they have been profiting and inflating prices on hardware and everything they can to, uh, you know, steal this money that we've been shipping over there to help them fight a war. And the media has been saying, oh, well, the Ukrainians are doing so well. You always hear about the Ukrainians. You don't hear about any other military win, which I find that a little bit odd. Let me ask but you a question. I, if a guy was in town and he had a gun, and that gun is pointed at you, right, do you irritate that person? Do you 
try to initiate a problem with that person, or do you try to defuse the problem? It would appear to me that Biden and Lindsey Graham and people like that are staring down the barrel of, of Putin's gun, and they're trying to get him to fire. Right, because if they get him to fire, then they can fire up the war machine, and the war machine is going to bring money to their pockets. Do you think this uh, is going to be a, a, a war that is limited specifically to the Ukraine? Or do you think Absolutely it's going to... not. Do you think it'll spread into Poland and Germany and uh, the United States eventually? I, I think it. we risk a world war with Russia. This is not a time, friends, when we should be saying, well, we can probably win it. Nobody's going to win the next world war. Trust me. It, it, Nobody's going to win. And you know what? When we had all those silos, this is kind of a little detour, but uh, the big thing in the news right now is the guys that worked down in the silos sat by those nuclear missiles. They've all got cancer. And now they're going. So the radiation that's, was in, that's inside those missiles, it leaks. Even though they were in secure bunkers, mm-hmm. it leaks. And they've all got cancer, and they're investigating that. And I say that because people, you know, they, you get these statistics. Well, you know, uh, yeah, there's going to be acceptable losses in a nuclear war. No. And what did the Russians do? The Russians said, hey, we're not going to put them in silos. We're going to put them on the back of uh, trucks and trailers, and we're going to ha- be able to move our, our missiles around you our can't countryside. Track them. Yeah, that's exactly right. They, they could move their missiles all over the countryside, fire them from, from anywhere. Plus, they were outside usually in, in the woods and things like that. So you didn't have a confined space where guys were maybe 50 feet away from the, uh, the nuclear waste that they use in those things. It's amazing, though. We are being, we're being walked to our next war by people like Lindsey Graham and uh, Joe Biden. I don't know why. Now, Does it make sense to anybody who's listening that we go into a a war situation with Russia? When I hear Lindsey Graham say, and he did say this, that he thinks somebody should take out Putin, how do you think we would feel if we heard people on the Russian side say, we think that somebody should take out Biden? We'd be talking about it all the time on on the uh, talk shows. It would be. Oh, we'd be talking about it. We'd be talking about let's go hit them before they hit us. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the people on the other side in Russia probably feel the same way. Strike them before they strike us. The guy's got his finger on the trigger. I'm talking about Putin, and we're irritating him. We're aggravating him. We're instead of trying to dial down the problem. We're dialing the problem up. Send more tanks after we were told, don't send tanks. You know, there has to be certain boundaries. We're crossing all those boundaries. Yeah, we well, yeah, we're crossing. We've done crossed them. And um, now where are the Illuminati going to go? Okay, we go to full-blown nuclear war. Where do they go? Hey, when you have the money that some of these people have and there's stories, there are stories all over the place, you probably can read them for yourself, that they have their own bunkers, they have their own uh, places to uh, to stay like that the Bush will protect compound, them. Kenny Bunkport, yeah, you can see when you drive by it, there is a compound. Is a shelter the, there? The compound, you do see the guarded area. That there's there's something that goes underground, and then you know you can go to the conspiracy theory thing, but it's it's relatively new. Hey. Mile High City, the airport. Look there. at look at Greenbrier. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's go back. Let's go back uh, fifty years. The, yeah. In in West Virginia, they had the Green Briar Resort. They still have it. It's still there. But for the longest time, that was a off-the-radar bunker for our con- Congress. You know, it was, and it's still there. Now it's a place that you can go and look, and I guess they give tours of the place now because somebody in the media squealed on it. Somebody in the media found out about that bunker and, and printed it in the Washington Post, I think. And that was the end of that bunker. Because the thing about a bunker is it's secrecy. It's privacy. You know, you don't want yeah. to disclose the location of where you're, uh, you're hiding your Congress. Yeah. Well, now it could be a ruse, but you know, the, uh, the airport in Denver. I've heard uh, about that bill. Yeah. It, uh, because they built it, and then they said, oh, we made a mistake. So, well, we're not going to tear it down. We'll just cover it up in case it 
and build the airport on top of it. And there's more to that story, too, because supposedly, you can believe this or not, you can uh, think it's all nonsense, but supposedly there's miles of highway under our country, miles yeah, of connective. Uh, yeah. I mean, we supposedly have a inland submarine port. I believe it's in Nevada or someplace where you can go under. You can connect to it by going under water in the Pacific and literally travel under California <laughs> to this underwater base. Now you can smile, folks. But trust me, there's a lot that all of us don't know about what's happening in our government. Believe me. Well, you know, think about it now. You, you live out in the country. There's no piped-in water there. But yet, you can sit there and do the old divining rod trick, or you can do the, you know whatever trick you want to, and you can dig down about 20 feet, and all of a sudden, boom, you got water. Sure. Because there are underground streams. Uh, that occur not only in America, but all across this planet. You look at the um, the pyramids, you know, it's all desert. But at one time, you know, it was all green grass and lakes. But when you look at satellite photos that, that look through the ground, you know, that water is underneath the ground, big oceans of water. And in time, they'll come back up and they'll go back down. And they'll come back up. I want you to it's, think about this. Over the course of the last oh, 50, 60 years, we've allocated billions of dollars to our railroads. Our railroads. And if you look at our railroads, not a heck, of a, lot, yeah, not a heck of a lot has, has been done with our railroads over the course Unless of those something years. something else. But there's, there are some stories out there, believe them or not, where there are railroads that go from Washington, D.C. to places out west, uh, underground high-speed train systems that are used for military purposes. You want to get uh, troops from one part of the country to the other without being seen, they can do it underground. Be at this location, they go into a tunnel, you never see them, all of a sudden they pop up somewhere else. Now, mm -hmm. you, you can poo-poo this all you want, but you know where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, I, I think there's uh, probably some truth to all of this. I mean, look what they just built uh, during the, I think it was the Trump administration, at the White House. Without people hearing a lot of n news about this, they built a huge underground, they say shelter, but I think it was a, an intel complex underground on the White House grounds. They put these large tents up, these large uh, uh, coverings so you couldn't see it from the street. And it was top secret, and they built this thing. And when they took those covers down, there was lawn there again. It looked nice, like it had never been touched. But they had put something very important underground at the White House. And then they don't talk about it. We hear from uh, Colleen Jean-Pierre, non-answers. By the way, she's good at that. She's been doing a lot of that recently. Listen. So something relating to this case. I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. Okay. Do you think that this story was leaked by someone trying to bruise the president politically ahead of a re-election announcement? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office as they've been the ones who've been uh, uh, closely involved. Has the president invited the Justice Department to search his Rehoboth Beach house? Again, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office, who have been uh, regularly in touch with all of you, answering these questions uh, about uh, about this, this legal legal ongoing matter. I just don't have anything to share. You know, it's amazing how she, at one time, she seemed so happy in that job. She seemed delighted to be the, the press secretary for the president, and she had a smile on her face. Now, if you look at her at the podium, she looks angry upset, mean, and doesn't she give She sounds it. like an attorney defending her uh, client, her defendant. And I think that's a good example. That's a terrific That's exactly what she's doing. She, I am, yeah. I mean, that that's... Look, if, if you've never been in a court of law, it's all theater. And that's what I'm hearing, and that's, that's what I'm seeing in her face. She's not a happy camper. But then and some people think she said some things along the way that could have gotten her in trouble if she's been lying to the... American people, you know, uh, if she's been who's it, Goebbels, who was the uh, uh, the propagandist for the Nazi Party yeah. during World War II, he had no problem lying to his people, and if she's doing that, uh, then she is part of the problem too. And we may have discussed this before. My memory is uh, not the longest these days, but um, 
didn't a lot of the Nazis that we did the war crimes, only a handful really got prosecuted. Actually, um, they put a they put a bunch of them in jail. They got you know at at the end of the Nuremberg trial, right. they put a bunch of them in jail, supposedly for life. But I believe they were all out within like five or six years. So yeah, you know, <laughs> we're going to send you to jail prove? for nothing. We're going to send you to jail and, for life. It's funny you should mention that because yesterday, uh, in the course of my busy life, I I watched the movie for the first time in maybe forty years. Uh, Judgment at Nuremberg, mm-hmm. which is the, which is a story about the Nuremberg trials. And they were well, it was superbly done, the movie. It had great actors, Spencer Tracy, um, Richard Widmark. It was, it was really a, a well-done picture. But I was thinking to myself, what did we do here? It was a show trial. We, we, we put all these guys in jail for life, and then we let them go. Uh, I mean, the worst of the worst people. There were, I think there were like a couple of guys who uh, maybe were hanged. Uh, at Nuremberg, the real, real bad guys. And there was, of course, there was, uh, uh, who was it? A couple of them, uh, Heinrich Himmler, I believe, took uh, cyanide Mm -hmm. and and killed himself in his cell. There's a story that he paid off an American guard to get the cyanide to him. For the most part, there was no justice. And a lot of, Bill, a lot of the scientists that we had in our space program, I'm I'm talking about like- from Germany. Yeah, they were busloads of guys who we- we gave them all, and they were Nazis, by the way. You know, guys. And some of our medications today came, came from there. from the Germans, well, from all their evil doings. Werner von Braun. Werner yes. von Braun. He was such a, uh, an important part of our space program that Walt Disney had him come on and do TV specials on the wonderful world of Disney, hosted by Werner von Braun to talk about space travel and rockets and he would be on camera with his he'd have the nice hair neatly then he had a terrific appearance a handsome guy Mm -hmm. but he was a nazi (laughs) you know i mean i don't know how to say this he was a nazi in world war ii he was a buddy by the way of hitler there's look at look at the historical pictures he's there side by side with hitler smiling glad handing him he was responsible for making the V1 and V2 rockets, especially the mm-hmm. V2. He got really good at it because the V2, that was like the first rocket that went into space and then came back and and reentered and hit England. And the, and the thing is, thank God, they only developed that toward the end of the war. If they had developed that before the war, it would have been a very short war because they would have been yeah, dropping It's amazing in- what the, uh, the, the Nazis developed because... You know, they had jets, but they were too late. They had the rockets. They were too late. They had certain, um, uh, well, tanks nuclear and other military equipment. Nuclear bombs. But, yeah, but it was too yeah. late. Yeah. Hitler, Hitler, you know, was putting all this together. They would have been dropping those V-2 rockets on New York and Washington if they had developed them a year or two earlier. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the whole world would change. Now, that's a good point because you say, boy, is you know, sometimes, you know, you're, you're a twist of fate and uh, we survived. Look what's going on right now, you know, with uh, the plight of uh, are we going to drive gas cars or not? Are we going to use electric cars or not? Our food supply chain, is that going to, is in jeopardy or not? If you, What is this world going to be like 20 years from now? And we're even challenging the Constitution. I'm sitting there going, I don't think we're going to survive as a country. If you can keep the people confused, the masses confused, and they're doing it every friggin' day. They're, they're throwing important, in quotes, stories out to confuse the issue. But the biggest story we should worry about right now, in my opinion, isn't the classified documents, isn't what Biden did and what Pence did. That They're all important stories. you got to talk about them. But... I think right now we're on the verge of a major war that could, could that could destroy our cities and kill millions of Americans. And I don't think anybody in that damn capital is doing a thing to stop it. Hey, look, you know, as the old clock says, we're 60 seconds to uh, midnight. And that's just the way it is with the nuclear war. 
Phil, it's funny you should say that because I just heard this weekend on, with regard to that clock, it's the closest it's ever been in our history to nuclear war. And we had the Cold War during, during uh, uh, the, the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. This is the closest we've been this very moment to a nuclear confrontation with Russia and nobody is doing a blessed thing in Washington to stop it. As a matter of fact, those people in the Pentagon, they're doing war games and they're doing all of these ridiculous exercises and they're talking about getting more weapons into the hands of the Ukrainians. And I would say, for what? How does that help the United States of America? We're, we're headed, racing towards a recession and people, mm-hmm. are, people are losing their jobs. Every time I, I look at the paper now, I see thousands of people losing their jobs. Yeah, it's happening all the time. And the funny thing is, not funny, but you look at the young kids today, you know, they came up in a very nice time in American history. We had, you know, we had everything handed to us or to them. You know, great jobs, great education, you know, the best food sure. around anywhere, fast food. Do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Hey, this is America, man. You know, it doesn't matter. Now, all of a sudden, they got these nice, cushy jobs. And, you know, we were told by Biden, oh, don't worry. This new year is going to be great. You got more money in your pocket. Well, you actually don't. You, It appears you're getting more money. But inflation was so high that if it comes you know, down it, a little, you're still up. <laughs> yeah, you go, oh, look how much money you're saving. But <laughs> these people are losing their jobs, and I'm seeing young people going, I mean, folks, what do you mean I'm fired? If a guy well, takes 100 bucks from you, right, and then he gives you 30 bucks back, you don't say, boy, I'm, I'm doing okay. I got 30 bucks back. You, you say, wait a second, I'm still 70 bucks in the rear. Yeah. And that's what well, we're I'm talking, talking about. about. The kids here, though, you know, that, that are losing their jobs now. All these jobs that are going away, it's the younger people, and they're sitting there going, "Hey, wait a minute, what do you what, what, what do you mean? I'm lost. I've lost my job. Well, then, what am I going to do for money? You're going to give me a severance, right? No, you get two weeks, <laughs> whatever. Nah, yeah, you get two weeks. What do you mean I don't get, uh, you know, uh, indefinite well, unemployment? Well, will the government help me? Will I get something? <laughs> no, the government's in trouble. See, yeah. now you, now you or I, uh, or people our age, yeah, there's a good chance that you were fired before. I mean, I always loved it. You know, in radio, you get fired a lot. And I always <laughs> loved it when I'd come in in the morning. Hey, don't forget to get all your stuff done. Hey, uh, before you leave, could we get together? And I would sit there and go, okay, fine. Get all your stuff done. <laughs> yes. Before you leave, could we get together? Yes. It's my last day here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, yep. but, and, and I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. What I usually did is going, well, you know, if it's my last day here, I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you got a taper that day, that last day that you were talking about. Yeah. Roll some tape on this, okay? This could be my last show. We knew that's how life works. Many times no you guarantee. Were, many times you were talking to a, another employer while you were on the air on your last show. <laughs> oh, I had that one happen before, too. Somebody came in and said, hey, we got to let you go. Why? Well... We're cutting budget. They wanted to hire an expensive morning team to uh, come yeah. across town. And they said, but we know you're looking for a job. And I'm like, going, how do you know I'm looking for a job? Well, you know, we, we know you are. We know that you've gotten phone calls. I said, I get phone calls every day. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, the nature of the business, when you get a new job, you start looking for your next one because <laughs> you don't know how long it's going to last. Kids don't know that today. No, they don't know that. And, you know, there, nothing is guaranteed. That's the whole point. So this is going to be a sad time. It's going to be a sad year, and we're off to a shaky start. And this is like the tremors before a big, massive earthquake or an eruption of a volcano. I worry about your kids, my kids, my grandkids, your grandkids, because these people in Washington don't seem to care about them. No, they, they don't. don't seem to care. We have uh, a situation that is gr- so grave with the uh, Ukrainians and the Russians. We don't have a real purpose to be there. We don't have a, a good reason to be there. Why are we in the Ukraine? Think about it. Is it is it for 
something that we're going to benefit from? Is there something in the Ukraine that is going to be special to the U.S.? No. You know, what we should have done when we left Afghanistan, if he was going to pull us out of war, is shore up our, our southern border and, and start working on our own economy and get our people back on their feet. We're not doing that. Nope. We are not doing that at all. It is really sad. Um, before I, I end this, i got to bring in one other story, which I think is interesting. Kevin McCarthy was talking about Adam Schiff. Do you hear about this? Schiff wants to be on the Intel Commission. Intel, you know, you have access to top secret things, and the Democrats want him to be on it. Could you try again? Oh, my, my watch is talking to me again. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're never alone with these smart watches, are you, really? You always have something, a companion with you. No, thank you, Wrist. I'll talk uh, to you later. Uh, I, I've got no smart watch, and i got a dumb phone. <laughs> well, I had more. It was an easier life when I had a dumb Timex, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, Kevin McCarthy was asked, are you going to have shift? on the Intel committee. And I've never heard Kevin McCarthy be so aggressive with a response. Listen. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America, and I will always put them first, all right? Republicans are still nicer to the Democrats than the Democrats are to the Republicans, but it's interesting. Uh, I've learned to temper my enthusiasm for mm-hmm. uh, politicians in D.C. because they always let you down. They always let you down. But that being the case, Kevin McCarthy has been a real surprise since he's been made speaker. He's defended the things that I would hope a speaker would defend, and he would speak the way he's starting to speak as the speaker. And you hope it continues, but you never, you know, I don't hold my breath for anything. And, uh, but I'm glad to hear what, you know, I just heard from him. Uh, There's hope, but, you know, how much hope we got? I don't know. I mean, I still don't feel good about the future of America. And I'll say this caveat. If, if that scares you, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things you should do is if it scares you, then, you know, congratulations. You're a real human being. Share this show with your friends and tell them about it because they need to be in on this conversation, too. And that's not a shameless plug for Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. the hell it's it okay. is. It's yeah. a shameless plug for the show. If you don't talk about it, who's going to talk about it, yeah, right? You know, because we don't do that. We, you know, we don't sit there and go, hey, uh, we like your podcast. We'll talk about your podcast if you talk about our podcast. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't play that game. We play this game. We are what we are. You like us or you don't. So if you like us, uh, and we, we are heard in... Hundreds of countries. Yep. We're heard around the world. You know, we've got, you know, there, there are millions of people that hit the website. Yeah. And uh, we know that. And it's kind of amazing when you think about it, Bill, because like you said, we're doing no promotion uh, to speak of right now. We've been working solely on developing our product so that it sounds better and better by the yeah. day. Uh, and we kid around and we have some fun because we're, we're that's regular us. guys, we're people. Yeah. And if you can't make fun of yourself, then, you know, uh, what can you do? But it is a sad situation in this world. Uh, you know, people say everybody has a podcast these days. Yeah, but most of it is a is a waste of uh, space because there are 198,000 podcasts out there. Yeah, but the and thing is, of some them of them are, are, you know, they're amateurs. How to get in touch with your spiritual self. Yeah, but, and a lot of them are amateurs who've never worked in broadcasting or the media have no, and that's important. People may say, well, what good is that? Well, 
we know we've had training, we've had experience communicating with the people, talking with the mm. masses, and uh, a lot of people haven't, and they're they're a bit lost. I'm not saying they're not well intended. Some podcasts are very well intended. It's the execution that's the problem. We work very hard to make ours sound like a professional broadcast. Well, we want it to sound professional. We do, yeah. you know, you do a lot of uh, prepping and uh, research, getting audio and stories. Uh, I I skim the news, you know. Do we talk about the Pope, by the way? I was looking oh, here. Oh, that's an important story. We should mention that before we... Yeah, uh, yeah. Apparently, Pope Francis said homosexuality is not a crime, okay? It's not a crime, but it is a sin. Yes. Now, I did notice going on the web going, well, you know, it is a sin according to the Bible. You know... When we say they sweep the web, the people that control sweep the web, sure. they pretty well sweep the web. But, you know, if, if, if you're going, well, is it a sin? Well, go to Corinthians 6, 6 9, Luke 17, 2. You know, the, you can go on and on with the Bible, and I am not a, you know, he, a biblical this is scholar. Not the, but, this is not the first time he's done that, Bill. He was on an airplane about two or three years ago, Pope Francis, and they asked him about homosexuality, and, and the Pope said, his answer, and again, this is paraphrasing. He said, uh, "Well, who am I to say?" Oh, and I, I, I raised my hand out there in the audience, saying, "Well, you're the Pope, and and you are supposed to have answers for matters the, theological, you know, at least in the Catholic Church. And you yeah. know, you have influence on other churches too. There are other people who may not follow you, but they listen to you. And uh, this guy here, though, is Bill. This is not." This is not somebody who got in the traditional way. You know that. As no, and that's a whole. That's a that's an entire show talking about that. The other big news is, you know, they trivialize Carrie Lake. You know, Carrie Lake. Uh, you know, she's got to give it up. You know, she's sitting there going on election denier, election denier. Well, this didn't come from her. This came from the system logs in Arizona, and the system logs show that a quarter million votes, over 200,000 votes uh, from the machines were attempted that day, but the machines didn't let them go through. Listen. Now, Hobbs only won by 22,000 votes. Listen, she's going to, she's she just, uh, speaking of Hobbs, uh, said uh, all of the executions that were planned in Arizona, uh, uh, yeah. no more. She dismissed all of that. That's, there will be no executions. She's already said that she's not going to uh, do any funding of the Arizona border. By the way, that's intentional. That the, the other side, the socialist side, wants no borders, and she's part of that side. So Okay, what is that? You know, every, okay, every damn country in the world has a border. Yeah. They have a border. Sure. So what makes us all of a sudden... Uh, we don't need no stinking border well, here. Guess Come me. on in, bring it's the, your... the same people you, that are trying to fight a war in the Ukraine are saying we're defending the Ukraine, the Ukrainian border. We're talking about defending Ukraine's border and sovereignty, right? These are the same people who say we don't need a border down in the southwest. Who died and made us God? Uh, you know what? Hey, uh, you know, take down the borders. You know, bring bring your wretched and your criminals here. We love you all. No, you know what? We're not that holy. We're not that self-righteous. And hopefully we're not that stupid, but apparently we are. The only reason that we would do what we're doing is to dismantle and destroy the world's last hope and stance for freedom. Don't hold your breath about Carrie Lake's uh, challenge, which I think goes before the Arizona Supreme Court in the beginning of February. There's Just, a judge, you know, there's there's a judge in every Democrat's pocket. Yep, and I'm sure that there'll be some kind of massive disappointment coming from uh, that case, too, because it's happened all the way along the line. I, and I talked about it yesterday. I'm, I've never seen such a, a, a bunch of losers as we have in the Supreme Court right now. There are some some exceptions. Thomas is a good one. There are a couple of, couple of guys who are who are uh, rock-solid patriots, but it, it is, they're surrounded by uh, some rhinos and some uh, socialists. And I is, wonder when the townspeople are going to pick up their, their pitchforks and torches and storm the castle. I don't think that we have the courage in this country to do so anymore. I don't mean, well, that, I don't mean that, folks, literally. 
people may say, oh, if you're listening to the podcast, they're, they're, and I'm not encouraging anybody no. to go out and do something stupid and get yourself shot or in jail. No, that, that's, but, not, that's not a smart thing, and that's not what we're talking about here. But, I mean, we should be... We should be sending all of our congressmen letters. We should be proactive. We should be uh, maybe going to rallies and letting them know that uh, that uh, there are people out here who have had enough, and and to stop this nonsense. But overwhelm the vote. Overwhelm the vote. You do whatever you can. If you got somebody that is generally healthy but might be confined to a wheelchair, you know what? You know, Mrs. Trump, you know, said, Diddly Bob, I'm going to drive you to the poll and I'm going to wheel your chair up so you can vote in person. Trump said Don't the other day to the mail. in front of uh, the group at the uh, memorial service for Diamond, he said he was talking about the election. He said, we've got to go out next time around and overwhelm the vote. Just flood the system. Make it so there are so many votes that they can't cheat. But, Bill, nowadays with computers, I just don't think that there's a point that they can't cheat. I think that they can. They if- Yeah, they, they know every which way from Sunday that they can. What we do need to do, you know, there's a, we've got to worry about this Ukraine war. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, we need to take Biden and Hillary and Hunter and Schiff and everybody and investigate them. And if we find now Biden should be a no-brainer. He should be taken to the He's gallows. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. Yeah. And his son, Hunter. And I damn well bet Hillary is on that list, too, uh, because we know she's dirty as all hell. and she's Well, she got rid it. of 33,000, what, emails? Yep. Take her to the gallows, too. Oh, but she's a woman. She's, you know. No, there wouldn't have been. A, there wouldn't even been a, a, a discussion about it 100 years ago. 100 right. years ago, you did something that was treasonous, and you could put a fork in it. You'd be done. You know, but uh, nowadays uh, we're too woke. We're too touchy feely. We don't do things like that. We're a civilized country. In the meantime, these people are destroying us. They're putting our families and our communities in jeopardy, and they're doing it for selfish, evil reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, and it, they take they take little groups and they empower them. And it's interesting because you got Hollywood that is probably writing the script. You know, I'm an old Star Trekky from way back, and and I always remembered Spock going, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But boy, did we reverse that in society? The needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. Yeah, they've reversed everything. That's true. You uh, know, it's crazy. But anyway, we've just about done it for another show. Again, a reminder: you can reach us anytime you want to by email, and that email address is Bill. Mail at itsanotherday.com, and let me spell mail, (laughs) M-A-I-L. Yes. Not like that old song, uh, you know, uh, what was the, you know, I'm I'm, I'm the U.S. mail, M-A-L-E. No, this is (laughs) M-A-I-L. Yes. We have a phone number, too. You can contact us, leave a message. We have an answering machine, answering service, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we check it regularly. And if there's something you've said that's important, that we can uh, use on our program. We may do that. And also, uh, if you want to advertise, it's a great way to let us know that you're interested. We'll get back to you. 833-538-7868. You know, and I I promised uh, a a friend of mine uh, or a couple of friends uh, in Wilkes-Barre, I'd say hi to them. You know, they they actually, they're in the tire business. I think they're called the tire guy. Anyway, I I said I'd say hi to them because they're always saying, oh, you know, every time I go by there, you know, for one of the vehicles, you know, she's talking about politics and she's a she is a real conservative. These are tire people, right? They're tire people. So they like how you spin your stories. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, they you know, they yeah, they like the spin on it and they make sure I'm balanced. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think with that, we should say goodbye, Bill. Have a a good one. We've they had say enough. I am inflated, though. A little overinflated, but yeah. that's a whole different story. Join us tomorrow for <laughs> It's Another Day where the rubber meets the road where it, where it comes to but news. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, the Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa, you ask her about the weather. 
You ask her who won your favorite sporting event? You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere? Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>